Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Tinsley, wow. I was not expecting to say goodbye to Tinsley. Game set. Now she found a match. She's off to Chicago. This was her last episode, seemingly. When that title card came up, I uh, so much emotion came over me. I was just not expecting to say goodbye to her so quickly. And I was thinking so many different thoughts when I saw that title card. I thought, what happens with Dale? Dale. Will Tinsley spearhead a Real Houses of Chicago? I'd love to see that. You know, I spent years living in Chicago. I would love to see a Housewives. I'd love to see a Midwest Housewives. So that would be my hope and dream is that Tinsley stars in one. But it just happened so quickly. It felt very rushed to me, and I'm going to miss her. I'm going to miss her. So we're going to talk about the Real Houses of New York in just a second. Before we do, I have to just mention that uh, on Cameo last weekend, thank you to everyone who ordered the Cameos. Cameo donated a portion of their proceeds to the NAACP Empowerment Fund. I also donated my proceeds to the LALGBTQ Center here in Los Angeles. It's Pride Month, of course. And then I also donated to the Tamir Rice Foundation in Cleveland. I'm a Cleveland native, and I'm so uh, a proud a proud Clevelander. Uh, and if you're not familiar with the Tamir Rice case, I encourage you all to read up on it. It's uh, a very important and very, very important Tamir Rice Foundation. Uh, and what else? Oh, I want to mention on YouTube, I posted an interview with Chriselle from Selling Sunset that I did a, a little while back. You can watch it there. I'll also post it on the podcast feed. Uh, it was a great chat. If you watch Selling Sunset on Netflix, I think you'll really enjoy my chat with Chriselle. She's an angel. She was so sweet. Stunning, too, by the way. You can watch it all on YouTube, youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino, one, the number one. Uh, and subscribe over there, like all that stuff. Thank you to everyone who has. Okay, shall we talk about Roni? We open on Ramona buying chicken for her dog. <laughs> I don't know why this is making me laugh. I love just seeing the dog. I love seeing uh, all the dogs on these shows. But I also love that Coco is just so spoiled and wants that good chicken meat. You know? Love it. Uh, then we cut to Dorinda at the Halloween shop. So she's she's getting everyone together. It's Halloween time on the show, and she's getting everyone to go to that Halloween haunted house, which I wasn't expecting it to be a haunted house. I was thinking they were going to do some sort of Halloween party, which we've seen on the show before, uh, and then come to find out they were literally going to a haunted house. It reminded me of on Ellen when they do. Don't they go to haunted houses? I don't really watch the Ellen show, but I think I've seen clips online where they go to a haunted house or something. And that's what I felt like we were doing. I was like, I never saw this on Housewives before. Which I did appreciate because oftentimes we see them doing like the same shit over and over again. It's like the fucking axe throwing, 
Uh, it's uh, the goat yoga. If I see that goat yoga one more time, you guys, uh, I can't. I can't see the goat yoga. If anyone, if I see a goat, hop on one of our Bravo celebrities one more fucking time. I swear to God, I can't handle it. No more goats on this network. Okay, we can't. The goats should be on Animal Planet. I don't need to see him doing workouts on uh, Lisa Rena's back. It's just not something I need. And we're seeing it too much. So at least they went to the haunted house. But now I'm thinking in my head, are they all going to go to haunted houses? Like, are we going to see on Potomac this season, they go to a haunted house? I, wait, did we see them go to a haunted house last season? I think we saw Potomac go to a haunted house. So now they're going to be doing haunted houses on all the shows. Below Deck's going to charter a boat to a haunted house. A hayride? I don't know. Um... Anyway, uh, in the meantime, they haven't gotten to the haunted house yet, but Luann is running auditions for her show. So she's got a new cabaret show called Mary F. Kill, and she's looking for a stand-up comedian to join the tour. And I'm curious if this stand-up is getting paid. I would like to know. I sort of am thinking that maybe that they're not going to pay the stand-up comedian, and that's just speculation. I don't know that to be true. But... I would guess. I would guess that to be true. Um, but Luann is looking for someone who can be very funny and talk about sex and relationships. Sonia's helping with the auditions. She arrives in what she calls a Kyle and Kendall jumpsuit. And I believe she meant Kylie and Kendall. Um, unless there's another brand that I'm not aware of. But she did, call, she did say it was a Kyle and Kendall jumpsuit, which um, made me laugh. And it was so ridiculous. Luann and Sonia, they do like the side kisses. And let me just say, I've watched Roni for all of these seasons, and we've had so many conversations about like the kissing on the cheek. Bethany and Luann have talked about it. Like everyone has had a conversation about the kissing on the cheek. And we have another one. And Luann right, right away is like, we need to add this into the show. She's like, we need to put this, this is a bit. Luann is just thinking everything's a bit now. Every single thing that she does or any communication that she has, she is considering a bit. And I just maybe like to encourage her to rethink that strategy. You know, not everything you say or do has to be a bit in your show, and it's not always funny. And Sonia calls her out. She's like, look, Luann thinks the breakfast that she had is a bit, and she's going to start talking about her eggs on stage. And that's essentially what Luann is doing. And somebody needs to rein her in. Uh, I was not expecting it again. I've mentioned this before. I was not expecting it to be coronavirus that reels Luann in from the cabaret performances. But here we are. That's the only thing that's been able to stop Luann in the past three years from touring the country with the cabaret. So, you know, I had to take some, I had to take a pandemic to, for it to happen. Uh, but uh, in the show's time, we're seeing that Luann and Sonia are getting ready. And Luann, Sonia says that Luann did not pay Sonia. She paid for what? She say like, half of her hair and makeup, and then so Sonia just paid for the rest? <laughs> That's fucked up. That's fucked up. Luann must have made a lot of money from those cabaret shows, because the tickets... I bought uh, multiple tickets to that show, and they were not cheap. It wasn't like a $40 ticket. I think they were expensive. And so that leads me to believe that Luann brought in a lot of money, and so she should pay the people. I wonder if the friends got paid. I mean, can we get one of them on the line? Do we know if any of the friends got paid when she was doing Countess and Friends? Did they get a paycheck? We need some answers. Um, let's see. Uh, the show director also, at one point when Luann and Sonia are on stage and they're like practicing their scripted bit, the show director just yells at Sonia to show us your tits. <sighs> anyway, then we cut to Tinsley with uh, her dogs. <laughs> 
And Leah, she calls Leah on the phone, and she reveals that she went to Chicago with Scott two days ago. And here's the thing with this Leah and or with this Tinsley and Scott situation, it just all moves so quickly. Literally three episodes, I believe, she was in a relationship with someone named Bruce, and now she's picking up and moving to Chicago. They even showed us in a flashback scene that just last week on the show, she was crying at that tea party, dressed as Tea Party Barbie, and saying that she doesn't expect it to work out with Scott. So it's just insanity to me that we've literally been one episode from that, and now she's announcing her departure from the show and moving to Chicago and packing. It all happened so quickly. And it seems like it just happened quickly in real time, and probably production was like, I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. Um, and so they were just forced to just get rid of her mid-season. But this season is just very messy. And you know I love my Roni, but this is just a messy season. Bethany left unexpectedly. I think if they knew Tinsley was going to be leaving halfway through, they would have brought in another new person. Elise didn't seemingly work out, although I do sometimes like Elise on the show, I'll be honest. I like a little taste of her every now and then. But um, I don't think that, it, by large, the audience is really like connecting with Elise. And so it's just casting on the show has been a bit of a mess this season. And by a bit, I mean a big, hot, fucking steaming pile of mess. That's what I mean. Um, anyway, then we cut to uh, all the women arriving at this haunted house. Now, there's a man dressed in a scary costume and a man dressed as a scary clown uh, who are frightening these women as they arrive at this blood manor. Now, I am not someone who likes a haunted house. I scream... I do not care for them. I, I, I'm an anxious person anyway, so I do not need to be in a haunted house with people dressed in costume trying to frighten me. It's just not something I like to do. And I did love that these women were doing it. I enjoyed like these people scaring them on the street even more than I like them in the actual haunted house. Um, but I, you know, Luann showed up in that cat costume dressed as a cougar. And the man scares her. Sonia gets scared. She yells, I should have worn diapers. And then. <laughs> It just was making me laugh. It was like a release. I don't know if I, I... We've all been holding a lot of tension, right? So when I saw these men just terrifying these women on the streets of New York, I really felt a release when I was laughing. And that was nice. That was nice. So they go into this haunted house. There are these two twins that are cackling, like these two women who are dressed as scary twins. I don't know if it was from a movie or if they were just dressed as scary twins. I'm not sure like the motivation behind the costuming. Uh, there were certainly, they were in a twin costume. Were they real twins? I don't know. I'm not, uh, it's a little unclear as the storyline of this Blood Banner, but there were two twins kind of cackling at these women. And Tinsley pointed out that they were like Ramona and Sonia. And then the editors, those brilliant, beautiful Bravo editors, give us a flashback montage of just Sonia and Ramona just doing that an- annoying, like crazy cackle that they do when they're laughing, like, <laughs> that crazy cackle. Um, and I did appreciate that. I la- <laughs> when they laugh together, I mean, it's truly uh, shocking to the ears, annoying and hilarious. It's all of the things. Uh, but in the haunted house, they also spray Tinsley with a leaf blower, and that made me laugh. She's like, my lashes! <laughs> oh, it made me- the whole thing was really making me laugh. Dorinda said she peed herself. And then right when she said that, Sonia said, let's see if anything came out of my ass. Sonia's quick. She's quick-witted on her feet. She, right, right away when Dorinda said she peed herself, uh, Sonia said she might have defecated. She said, let me check. Um, and we've seen these women do that on camera. It's th- that's nothing new. We saw them on their cast trip a couple seasons ago. They all shit on the floor of that hotel. 
Never forget. Never forget. Then we cut to the tequila bar. They go to tequila bar. Luann's still dressed as a cougar. And they're mad that Tinsley posted on social media that she went to Chicago. And at this tequila bar, she announces that she's getting married and moving to Chicago, but she hasn't been engaged to yet at this point. And Dorinda, Dorinda, you know, just last week, I was sort of sticking up for Dorinda, and I was saying, I get her rage. And this week, again, I turned on her because here she goes after Tinsley, and she says, oh, you could check out of your hotel finally. And then she says, um, I've got a turkey baster. Maybe you could try to have a baby. And when she said that, she high-fived Lou, and I just thought, Dorinda. This is, what what an asshole thing to say. She said, I got a turkey baster. Maybe you could try to have a baby. What? Dorinda, cool it. Why you, she's going so hard in Tinsley. Tinsley's trying to have a nice moment, so she just went to Chicago and she's in love. And yeah, her relationship is messy. Who among us? Who among us isn't in a messy relationship? Dorinda certainly is one to talk with John, the dry cleaner. That relationship blew up in page six. I mean, uh, Dorinda, just she's so rude. And I get that she doesn't like that Tinsley is like, I don't know, is flip-flopping or lying to them or whatever she's mad at. I get that. But just like, I, I get that it would be like a little bit frustrating. I don't get that it would be so, something that would just fuel this Tasmanian devil rage out of Dorinda, where she says just the lowest like jabs at Tinsley. Tinsley, like, sweet little Tins. Sweet little Tins. Uh, anyway, I'm glad that Tinsley's getting out of this and going to Chicago. I'm glad she's just moving there. She won't have ever seen Dorinda again, I don't believe. I also don't believe any of these women will go to that wedding. I just, even if it's a big wedding, I don't think anyone will be invited. <laughs> I just don't know that any of them had formed lasting friendships. I think they were sort of all pretend friends. And I don't believe anyone to be invited to the wedding. I know Sonia gave an interview, I think, somewhere that said she'll probably go to Tinsley's wedding. And I don't think she will. I, I just don't believe any of them will be there. I don't think Leah will be there. Don't think um, any of them. None of them. Not a lick of, not a lick of one of them. Anyway, then we see Sonia at Century 21. The clothes are getting into the stores. Good for her. Uh, then we see Sona, Sonia, Dorinda, and Ramona. They're all heading to, what was it, Long Island? They're heading somewhere far. And they're going to plan Ramona's birthday. So on the way to this planning... I guess they're going to this party planner that Ramona says is a premier party planner, Larry Scott. And on the way, they're all on their phones. Ramona talks to someone named Boatman. The whole time, she's like, okay, Boatman, Boatman. Hey, Boatman, Boatman, Boatman. Dorinda's like, who the fuck is Boatman? Uh, And we're all thinking, who's Boatman? Have we met him before? Who is? Are we going to see him at some point? I got to say something very, maybe not so controversial, but you guys know I've always said Ramona's my favorite housewife to watch on TV. But a tide's turning, and I'm not loving Ramona these days. I gotta be honest. Uh, I'm not loving her this season at all. I'm not loving her these days. She's just such an asshole. (laughs) She's such an asshole. And I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But they're all going to this thing. She's on the phone with the boatman. And they get to this guy, and Ramona's telling him how she's got 60 girlfriends. She wants a plan. She said, these are my two girlfriends, Sonia and Dorinda. And they flash back to Ramona saying that she doesn't want Sonia invited to her last year's birthday party. Flat out, she just told the other person, don't invite Sonia to my birthday party. And <laughs> she's such an asshole. Such an asshole. Uh, and she just keeps talking about these 60 girlfriends. 
which I do have to agree. I, I don't know if it was Sonia or Dorinda. They said, all Ramona talks about is the 60 girlfriends. She's obsessed with the fact that she has 60 girlfriends. Now, I don't think anyone should have 60 girlfriends. I think you can have 60 acquaintances, but I don't know that you have like very intense friendships with 60 random women. I just don't believe that to be true. I've always been one to believe that it's uh, quality over quantity. You know, you have a few close friends. And then, yeah, you have different levels, right? You have tiers of friendship. So you have the ones that you talk to all the time, that you text every day and call um, and see. And then you have the ones that are maybe like more going out friends, the ones you go to the bar with, go dancing with, go to whatever. Uh, And then you have the ones you maybe you keep in touch with online. You know, your social media, you chat with them on social media. You maybe have your gym friends or your uh, your book club friends, and then you have your uh, family friends, people that are connected through family. Uh, but I don't believe that you have like just 60 close girlfriends that, like Ramona's acting like she calls up and goes to lunch with these 60 girlfriends every five day or every day. And I just don't believe that to be true. And just enough is enough, Ramona. We've heard you say it a hundred times. She's always talking about the 60 friends. Enough is enough. I feel like I'm on edge today. <laughs> I'm a little bit on edge. I'm on, you know, I told you I've been going to the, I've been doing all these tests at the hospitals. And one of the medications they gave me is uh, truly, it's like a crazy pill. That's <laughs> no excuse. Uh, but I took it like, it was like something you take before bed. And I took it and I was reading up on it after I took it. You know, I should have read, I should have Googled it before I took it. But when I Googled it, I mean, the website or the, um, I don't know if it was WebMD or one of those that was telling me about the medication. And, you know, usually when you look up those medications, you see it'll say, side effects may include irritability or headaches or nausea, whatever. This one just had in big, bold letters, in big, bold letters, it just said, uh, basically, that it'll make you fucking crazy. And it said, you know, I know that... um, doctors may not want you to take it, but they might think that the risks outweigh the bad side effects. It basically just said, like, you're fucked up if you take it. And, you know, I had already taken it. So, it is what it is. So, here I am. Here I am. Uh, Anyway, where were we? You guys don't... I don't know why I'm giving you my, like, medication rundown. I apologize. But that's where we're at. That's where we're at in this podcast. Um, Okay, so, Boatman Party... Uh, oh, Dorinda's just getting so pissed. She drove all this way to do this party, and she suggests that they do like a joint party for Sonia. And they're eating the whole time. There's food on the table. I don't know. Does this man sponsor the food? Like, what were all those snacks on the table? I know he's a party planner, but like, did he have a snack line? Like, what was? It seemed like he just put out a bunch of Hostess cupcakes or like M and M's. I don't know what was on that table. I couldn't even make heads or tails of like the theme of the foods on the table. Did you guys notice that? It seemed like a lot of sweets, but then maybe there were like finger sandwiches. It made no sense to me. And a lot of bowls of like not M&Ms that weren't really M&Ms. You know, they were either custom M&Ms or they were just like an off-brand M&M. I swear I saw something. It was like, I've never seen that M&Ms look that way before. I've bought a lot of M&Ms in my day. And I saw a bowl that did not look like traditional M&Ms. So what were they? I need answers. What were they? An off-brand? Were they this man's? What was his name? Larry Scott? The premier party planner, does he have his own line of off-brand M&Ms? And if that's the case, then is he really a premier party planner? Because I would think a premier party planner, they would do regular M&Ms. They would do some sort of sponsorship partnership with uh, M&M Corporation, Mars Incorporated, and they would allow to use M&Ms. 
there is a possibility maybe they were custom M&Ms because they were a certain color that I've never seen. I think they were pink and purple. Uh, but I would like to know the status of these M&Ms. And Sonia and Dorinda were just eating the whole time. They had food in their mouth, and that's what I would be doing. Dorinda was getting more and more pissed that she drove all this way, that everyone is uh, turning down her ideas. When she suggests having the joint party, Ramona says, no, this is my coming out party. And again, it's just Ramona being an asshole. Then they sit down and try to like come up with ideas for this party. And Dorinda suggests a dark red table with a naked woman covered in sushi like Sex in the City. And Dorinda, that's just not the greatest suggestion. But who, who am I to judge? We've all <laughs> come up with bad suggestions before, but I just thought, Dorinda. She, you know she, Dorinda had just watched the Sex in the City movie on E! Movies We Love. And she put on E! earlier that morning, and they were playing, she caught a half of Sex in the City, the movie. And then she went to this meeting, and she just was coming in hot with the suggestions. And we've all been there before. I mean, who among us hasn't suggested Liza Minnelli to perform at one of our gay friends' wedding after catching a portion of Sex and the City 2 on E! Movies We Love? We've all been there before, haven't we? So it's not always the best suggestion, uh, but it's something that happens to the best of us. I mean, you know, you watch those movies. I love those movies. The first one is great. I maintain that that first Sex and the City movie is fantastic. Part two, a big of a bit of a hot mess, but will I watch it on E? Sure. Sure. I will. That's my truth. That is my truth. Oh, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
All you got to do is fill out this quick brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everything iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, dot com slash everything iconic. Um, oh, at the end of this meeting, you guys. This man, what was his name again? The Larry Scott, the premier party planner. Larry Scott, the premier party planner, he's, he's sketchy to me. I don't trust this man. Don't trust him at all. But he makes them all take a photo for social media. And that's shitty. That really pissed me off because that costs money. Like, you have to pay these people. And I don't know, maybe they did end up paying these people. But you could tell, Dur- I don't think they paid Dorinda. And no one just wants to, like, be, that's an ad. What that man made them do is an ad. These women are public figures. And the fact that he made them just take a photo. And I feel like Ramona maybe got a deal on the party, but like the Dorinda and Sonia didn't get anything. And I sort of wish Dorinda and Sonia would have said, no, I'm not jumping in that fucking picture. Not going to do it. Um, anyway, then we cut to Leah with her daughter and her ex, Rob. Leah's juicing. She makes the ex-husband take the plant out. She's like, take this fucking plant. I don't know. It was a weird scene. There wasn't really much to that scene. This is a strange episode, especially for Tinsley's goodbye. It's weird that we just had like some random interstitial where it's just like Leah telling someone to like take out her plant. I don't know. What was that about? What was that scene for? It was revealed that she was juicing. I'm not sure that we learned anything new about Leah. Like we knew the relationship with her ex. We knew that she had this daughter. And we didn't learn anything when she just saw we just saw her in the apartment having a green juice and having her ex take out the plant. What was that? That was filler if I've ever saw it. Maybe we should have cut that. Maybe we should edit it down. You know, maybe these episodes don't need to be as long as they are sometimes. I'm all in favor of having these new rules in television where let's just have like a good episode, however long it takes. You know, on Netflix, sometimes the episodes on Netflix are 20 minutes. Other times, they're 64. And I would like the Bravo Housewives to start fulfilling that model. I know we have advertisers and commercials, but it would be nice if we could just maybe trim some of the fat. We don't need that scene. Didn't need it. And I like seeing Leah with the daughter. But it that was weird. Then we excuse me, see Ramona at T-Bar. Again, they're always at this T-Bar. Do they get a deal at T-Bar? T-Bar's on it a lot. And uh, Ramona talks to the bartender. She says, are you thinner than me? She says, it's a competition. How do I look? And I thought, Ramona, cool it. What? Don't be rude to the bartender. You know that bartender has to be nice because the bartender wants a good tip. And I wonder if Ramona even gives her a good tip. But the bartender, it just has to be nice. So it just has to sit there and smile and say like, no, you're thinner. You know, it's like, ugh, that poor bartender. I felt bad. I wanted to like tip her through the screen. Can we get her Venmo? I know we all have lots of organizations we want to uh, donate our funds to, and I encourage everyone to open up your purses, especially during this time, this moment in time. But if you have the money to open up your purse strings a little bit and donate to different charities, I think it's a great thing. A great thing. There's so many wonderful charities. You go to Black Lives Matter, you could see there's like a title card that'll give you different places that you could donate to. You can uh, go to your in your community, different places in your home state, in your home city. Uh, that you can look for to donate. There's also a charity navigators online that you could see, like they have ratings for the charity. So you can make sure that you're donating to a proper charity where the money is allocated properly. 
I always think that's a great suggestion. If you go online, I, I don't know the exact website, but if you look up Charity Navigator, you can look up different charities and it'll give you like a, a rating and it'll tell you how much, what percentage of the proceeds go to, uh, to what. And I think that's very important, especially now that so many of us are opening up our purse strings. Maybe just check it out and make sure you're donating to the proper places and, you know, that you educate yourself. But, uh, more importantly, not more importantly at all, but, uh, this woman, I wanted to give her a tip through the screen. I thought, where's her Venmo? I want to give her a, a little $2 tip or something because <laughs> Ramona is being such an asshole to her. Um, then, uh, let's see. Luann shows up. Tinsley shows up. Luann showed up and it was like, boo. <laughs> she screamed boo at the, uh, at <laughs> Tinsley, Tinsley and Ramona. And they wanted to apologize to Tinsley for just being an asshole to her. And I thought that was really nice. I was starting off the scene thinking, I, I was happy that they were going to apologize to Tinsley because at that tequila bar, it wasn't just Dorinda that was being an asshole to Tinsley. It was Luann, it was Sonia, it was Ramona. And Ramona had even said at that tequila bar, she said, I'm doing it because I'm finally going to place with Dorinda and I just don't want to piss her off again, which I sort of understood. But I was happy that they were finally apologizing to Tinsley. And then just as I'm happy about it, all of a sudden this man named Ron shows up. Ron just walks into this place like the Kool-Aid man bursting through that door. You remember in those commercials when the Kool-Aid man would just burst down the walls, the brick wall would just, your house, these kids in those commercials, they'd be sitting at their house playing a video game, having a nice quiet day, and then all of a sudden the Kool-Aid man would burst through that wall and cause a lot of damage, a lot of damage in those houses in the Kool-Aid commercials. And you know the parents were pissed. Because the parents were like, if the kids would have just asked for Kool-Aid, we would have gotten them Kool-Aid. Those Kool-Aid packets used to cost like, I don't know, 29 cents or something at the grocery store. And here comes the Kool-Aid man causing all that damage to the houses. Just burst through the walls. And the kids were happy. Yeah, the kids were excited, but they weren't happy later that night. You know they weren't happy when they were shivering cold because there was a big-ass hole in their house. It wasn't, the Kool-Aid wasn't going to help them then. When those kids were shivering under a million piles of blankets because there's a draft coming in after the fucking big-ass Kool-Aid man put a hole in their walls, you know they weren't happy then. But anyway, this Ron showed up just like that. And uh, he Ramona says, you showed up early. You showed up early. So Ramona was just like planning to get out of the scene. And again, I say, if you don't want to film on these shows for the amount of time that we need you to film, then please don't be on our reality shows. It has happened too many times. These women, they don't want to be there or they make other plans. And we need you fully committed to your job as a housewife. And if Ramona's going to keep doing this, then we can't have her on the show. It's too much. And that's coming from me, who always said we need Ramona on the show. I think I'm ready for her to go. I'm ready for her to go, because I don't know. And this Ron just sticks around. Luann knew him from Boutique. Tinsley said she met him at the Regency. Like, what the fuck is going on? Why are uh, this circle of people? Isn't New York filled with people? How do all of these people on Real Houses of New York know each other from the Regencies or Boutique? I mean, come on. Uh, then um, Ramona, or Tinsley tells the women that she's moving to Chicago. And Ramona's happy for her because she says, is he building you a closet? And Tinsley says, yeah, he's building me a closet. And Ramona says, when a man builds you a closet, that says a lot. And then she says, I have a friend who's a man who won't give her a closet. And I thought, who is that woman? And let's get her on the show. And also, she pissed at Ramona for throwing her relationship under the bus on camera. Who is this woman? Who is she? She's one of those 60 women for sure. And you know she's pissed at Ramona. 
So then we cut to Tinsley and Dale packing. So again, moving so quickly. We uh, just found out the last scene that Tinsley's officially moving to Chicago. Before then, it was just speculation. And now she's actually packing up her stuff in this hotel room where she fake lived for two seasons on the show, or three seasons. She's packing up her fake things that probably weren't even there to begin with. <laughs> I'm sure they shift, shipped in those pictures of Tinsley and, you know, pretended they set decorated that hotel to pretend she lived there. Um, but she's packing. She says to Dale, some things are going to be in Newport, some are in Palm Beach, and some are Chicago. And I don't know, for this to all be real, I would like it for all of Tinsley's things to be in one place. It seems strange to me that she's shipping some to Palm Beach, some to Newport, and some to Chicago. That leads me to believe that maybe this isn't all real. Did Bravo fire her, and now she's just pretending to move to Chicago? I don't know, you guys. I have conspiracy theories. I'm not sure what's true, but I'm starting to think that maybe Bravo was like, look, we'll bring you... Do you remember when Tamara was let go from the Real Houses of Orange County recently? And it was revealed in interviews that they had offered Tamara to come back for three episodes to do like a say goodbye to Tamara thing. This is leading to believe, me to believe that maybe Tinsley was offered like, come back for half the season, say goodbye. And maybe Tinsley was like, oh, well, I'll say I moved to Chicago. So that it looks like I'm leaving, but maybe Bravo actually was getting rid of her. I, I don't know. I don't know that to be true. I have no factual evidence of that. But my brain is working overtime with this. Brain is working overtime with this, probably due to that medication I'm taking. <laughs> uh, but uh, Dale is here helping her pack. And D- okay, so Dale picks up a baby cup. It was a baby, it was a silver baby cup. And I had questions about this. First of all, like, if Tinsley didn't move all of her things to this hotel that she was fake living at for three years, why did she move the baby cup? And if I have conspiracy theories going, maybe Dale just brought this baby cup for this scene to the hotel with her. I don't know. Like, why did she have a baby cup? If she didn't have all of her things, why did she specifically have her cup from when she was a baby? Maybe I misheard it and it was a present day cup. But I was thinking it was like some silver cup that she had when she was born or something. I was confused about this baby cup. But Dale's looking at you. I remember when you took a ba- when I got you this baby cup and she was crying. She says, I've, you've always been on the East Coast and now you're going to the Midwest and it's all changing. Dale's crying, you know. And Dale loves to cry in, on camera. Uh, that's why I'm going to miss most about Dale. She's always got the waterworks going. Let's get her in a Scorsese film or something where she could do some real crying. Although Scorsese wouldn't probably hire her because Scorsese never has any women in his pictures, but that's a tale for another time. Um, but maybe we could put her in a movie because Dale knows how to get the waterworks going. Let's get her on camera somewhere. She's better than doing it than Lala. I don't know if you guys saw the Vanderpump Rules reunion, but Lala can't squeak out a tear. Part one, part two, she tries to squeak out a tear when she uh, she's being asked a question. She can't get one out, one tear out. But Dale, every time she's on, can't, every, she's in front of that red light, there's tears flowing. And I think that's a good thing. And so we need to get her in a scripted project immediately. If she's not going to be on Bravo, let's get her on Lifetime. Hmm? Shoot for the moon. Uh, then uh, we see a montage of Tinsley's relationship with Scott. And the editors are so shady. They said uh, one week ago, they flash back to one week ago where she said she didn't think it was going to work out with Scott. And <laughs> I love that. Love that. Leah arrives to help pack. Uh, they all, they're taking stuff out of uh, Tinsley's refrigerator, too. And I just have to bring up, I don't know if you guys saw the video of Tinsley's refrigerator tour. It was on maybe Bravo's website or some website did 
a thing where Tinsley was showing us the inside of her refrigerator, and it was shocking. You guys, if you haven't seen it, please go look it up wherever you, I don't know, Google it, Tinsley's refrigerator, and I'm sure it'll show up somewhere. Uh, but it is one of the most chilling things that I've ever seen on camera. It gave me goosebumps, goose pimples, clutched my imaginary pearls. It was shocking. Her refrigerator, you guys, was filled with, <sighs> it was filled with goldfish. Do you know those goldfish, the uh, crackers that kids like? For the parents sent them to preschool with the crackers. Tinsley had those in her refrigerator. She puts them in there and she says, they're her snack. Who puts goldfish crackers in the refrigerator? What is going on, Tinsley? I wonder what Scott thinks of this when she moved into his place in Chicago. What did he think of the crackers in the refrigerator? I've never put crackers in the refrigerator. Maybe that's a thing that I'm not aware of. I did have a housekeeper who she would put Pop-Tarts in the freezer. And I do that now, too. It makes the Pop-Tarts better. But I've never heard of goldfish crackers in the refrigerator. Never heard of it. Mm -mm. Uh, Then they continue packing. Sonia arrives carrying a million bags. I don't know why she had so many. Was it some of Tinsley's things? I don't know, but Sonia and Dale, when they greeted each other, they did a hug, they did a dance, and I love that duo, and I'm hopeful. Fingers are crossed this means that Dale can appear in scenes with Sonia Morgan. Because they were doing this like cute little dance. It seemed like they had a good rapport. And they even like knocked down the lamp. They were, you know, I was thinking, could you imagine them a night on the town, Dale and Sonia, having some cocktails, dancing, falling over the place. Although I don't love it when Sonia's falling all over the place, but I would like to see Dale let loose a little bit. Uh, Sonia also called uh, Tinsley's move to Chicago. She called it Chi-Town instead of Chi-Town. <laughs> Chi-Town. I don't know. It's making me laugh. Uh, Dale then cried to Sonia about letting Tinsley stay with her. I don't know what's going to happen next season with this show because we now have Tinsley gone. And so we have these women who are much older than Leah. And Leah seems to be more of the future of this show, right? I always say I like the older women on Housewives because we don't always get to see older women on television. So I appreciate that we get to see women over 50, over 60 on TV dealing with their sex lives, their work lives, their relationships. And I feel that the show has to either get rid of Leah, which they're not going to do, right? Because Leah has become such a fan favorite. You look, people love Leah. So I don't imagine them getting rid of Leah. But then it's a weird mix of Leah with these women who are over 50. So what do they do? Do they go younger? Do they go older? I'm not sure. But this show's a bit of a mess right now, and I'm curious to see what route they take it in. What route they take it in. You guys, uh, we're, uh, next week I think we'll do a Vanderpump recap. We'll see, maybe do a whole Vanderpump episode. I haven't been recapping the reunions because I normally don't recap reunions in general because they're boring to recap. But there's been so much happening in the Bravo universe, uh, and I'm curious to see where it goes next season. I'm curious to see where that goes. We'll talk about that another time. But anyway, then we cut to Tinsley leaving. She said she finally feels like herself again, which was a little bit of troubling mixed messaging because it we're led to believe that Tinsley just feels like herself again now that she got back to Scott. And I don't love when anyone relies on a man to make them feel like themselves. I think you should feel like yourself without the man. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, that Jerry Maguire quote, which I love Jerry Maguire, but you complete me. No, you shouldn't need a man to complete you or a woman to complete you. Just com- you complete yourself. You remind yourself, ladies, ladies and gents, as you're looking in the mirror, you complete yourself. 
You don't rely on another woman to complete you or another man to complete you. That's my advice. So then uh, Tinsley got that goodbye card. That that title card came up and it said, Tinsley's fairy tale came true when Scott romantically proposed in front of a group of Christmas characters, <laughs> in front of a group of Christmas carolers with Dale's permission. She got the dream ring and is currently drawing up plans for her dream closet. And I was shook, you guys. It all happened so fast. It all happened so fast. Then we got the mid-season trailer, which I wasn't expecting. It features a Berkshire's cast, uh, Berkshire's cast trip. Luann gets back on a camel, which was the most shocking thing to me. I thought, huh? Who can believe that Luann has a courage to get back on up? I have a camel toe right now. Luann's getting on the camel again? Wow, that brought back some memories of Morocco. What is it? Stop this and bite. It feels good. It's cool. Nice little pet. Oh, my God. How could I be afraid of snakes when I have snakeskin shoes? But you know what? Chill. Stand up your head. Then Luann gets drunk, too. She's seemingly drunk in the mid-season trailer. Ramona breaks the fourth wall and tells the camera to go down. I don't think Ramona's coming back next season. That's my prediction. I don't think Ramona will be back. I just don't see it. Don't see it coming. Okay, you guys, that's the episode for today. I love you all so much for listening. Uh, go find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I want to give a re- recommendation too. If you haven't watched Insecure on HBO, this season is flawless. This season is so good. I always love Insecure. But if you haven't watched this season, you guys, it is the writing is phenomenal. The cinematography is phenomenal. The Lawrence Issa drama, the Molly Issa drama. I mean, it's so good. So if you're looking for something to binge, Housewives is going to be off for a while. If you've never watched Insecure, you have got to go binge it. It's so good. And this season is cannot recommend it enough. Cannot. Uh, Okay. I love you all. Loosen up the purse strings if you have the money and donate to some of your favorite charities. I'll try to put some links in the episode description. Uh, I love you all so much for listening. Let's all take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take another deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. I love you guys so much for listening. Stay safe. Bye-bye. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern 
living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y, dot com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.